Today's episode of Shmi is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor.fm to be more specific. If you guys have not heard about Anchor, let me explain. First of all, it is the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. F-R-E-E free. Prior to me moving the home base of Shmi to Anchor, I was paying more than $20 a month for a different service to send out the podcast to you guys and I was not seeing anything in return. I was literally being robbed. So with Anchor, unlike myself, who has thousands of dollars in equipment to record the podcast, you don't need any of that. All you need is a phone or a computer because there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit. Edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. The other services I was using were expecting 10,000 people to listen to an episode for me to get like three bucks. That is not the case with Anchor. You could have just your mom listen to your podcast and you can make some money if she listens a lot over and over again. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now back to the episode. Welcome back, you guys. You are listening to the Shmi Podcast. I am your host, Sam Pelissero, at Sam Pelissero on Instagram and at Shmi Podcast. Welcome to episode 33, guys. Today, we are talking about anxiety, the house. I am here with my co-host, the one and only... Ashlyn. Hey! <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Ashlyn. Thank you. This is a long time coming. It is. We've been talking about this episode since last season since i met you probably which actually <laughs> good uh segue is the very first question that i always asks i asks i ask my new co-hosts who've been here for the first time is to tell the audience how we know each other and your first impression of me versus now oh god i don't remember um okay okay I do. well go. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I met you through my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, Who's on the next episode. Yes. Shout out to Matt. Yes. Um, I don't remember the first time I met you. So. (laughs) Sorry. The first time that we met was I was filming my series, Dylan and Sam. Oh, and you came over to the house. House. And you uh, and Matt and Matt's mom, Leslie, went out to dinner and we were filming in the house while you guys were out. And you came home and you had no idea what that was going oh, on yes, i do remember that you're like, oh, oh there's lights at my, and there's like a big camera and like i remember it? that i was like what is he i was like there's a show that he does like yeah, i yeah. didn't know what was happening yeah yeah, yeah. and you were like, you're like oh, no, I, i'm sorry i don't know what I'm, am i in the shot what's happening and i was like no you're fine you're fine and i felt so bad um but what was fun about us befriending each other obviously through matt is our anxiety and yes. and that's why we wanted to, to do this episode for so long because I've always wanted to talk about this, but I told myself, I'm not talking about mental health and anxiety with someone who doesn't fucking have mental health problems yeah. or anxiety. And we just finally, and we we're actually going to record this months ago. Yes. And then COVID hit. And not only did COVID hit, but you got, you got coronavirus. Yes, I did. <laughs> from my boyfriend. I mean, I wouldn't say it was from Matt. I mean, you guys were all living under the same bubble. I think he started it, but that's besides the point. Wait, you think Matt? I thought his mom started it. No, Matt had it first. 
That is tea. <laughs> I never knew that. <gasps> because by the time he was I'll tested, it. it was he was negative by the time he got tested. But then he was positive for the antibodies. So the timeline would be that he started it and then his mom was positive. <laughs> Matt. We'll be talking about this next episode because <laughs> I'm sure everyone's gonna be like, what was it like? Get me here. Because you didn't have too many symptoms, right? I kind of had like every symptom besides hard to breathe. Oh, wait, shit. Really? Yeah. I had it like it sucked. But oh my, wait, why do I feel like you? So Matt didn't show symptoms. No, he had no symptoms. That's okay. That's where I have it backwards. Because yeah. I remember when we were planning this, you said, um, yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> we're all sick. And I was just over at the house like two weeks before that. Yeah. And so I was freaking out. Mm -hmm. The first topic of anxiety that I want to talk about, and I've been dying to talk about this, is the theory that anxiety stems from when you're inside the womb. And I don't know if you've heard of this. Yes. But there's this thing called. Okay, well, there, there's a phrase called historical trauma, and it has two different meanings. The one meaning of historical trauma is when there's trauma to a group like a um, like people of color through, through many generations. Mm -hmm. And there's also one where your anxiety or the trauma that's in your genes comes from something that happened to your parents or your great grandparents um have you heard about this i have i've heard about how it could either be learned or inherited learned, learned. and i actually did like a whole research paper on it and what i found at least was that it's like it's both like okay. you can inherit it and it could be through like that trauma that you're talking about or you could just kind of be born with it. Okay, well, so, so do you want to hear something crazy? Because yes. I was obsessed. So I heard about this first um, on Whitney Cummings, the comedian, her podcast, um, Good For You. And she was talking about it. And her example seemed so hard to explain. So I did my research, right? <laughs> and this is for, the, this is for the, the, the listeners out there. And I mean, even you, Ashlyn. So there was this New York Times article that came out, I think, in 2015, 2016. And what this guy said was the findings that the authors concluded, the authors of this study, they said it supported the epigenic explanation that the idea is that trauma can leave a chemical mark on a person's genes, which is then passed down to subsequent generations. The mark doesn't directly damage the gene. There's no mutation. Instead, it alters the mechanism by which the gene is converted into functioning proteins or how it's expressed. Um, the study was that Children who were exposed to the in, in the womb to trauma during the Dutch hunger winter, a period of famine toward the end of World War II, carried a particular chemical mark or epigenic signature on their genes. And they later found out that a lot of these children over their lifespan had had higher than average body mass, meaning they were larger people because the generation before them were skinny and famished. So in their genes, their body was storing more fat because of the trauma the previous generation's bodies went through. Like, is that fucking crazy? I think that's, I believe that. I believe it too. That's I believe crazy. it too. Because yeah. my anxiety, my mom, my mom told me that I've always been anxious since day one. It's me too. <laughs> so I'm, and I remember asking her, I was like, were you anxious? She was not really, but I said, were you anxious during your pregnancy? And she said, yes. And I said, bitch, I got her from you. <laughs> like, you fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely true. Because I know in my family, literally everyone has anxiety. Like, starting with my grandma. Wow. And then her 
all three of her children have anxiety. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then like all my cousins have anxiety. My sister, my brother, I have anxiety. So I, it's just like something that totally runs in our family, unfortunately. Do you remember <laughs> the first time that you maybe had an anxiety attack or just the first time in your life looking back like, oh, that was anxiety. Like I, I was that way because of anxiety. Yeah, it's actually really weird. So I... I remember like as far back as I can remember, I was an anxious child, mm -hmm. but I never knew why or mm -hmm. what it was. Mm -hmm. So I remember in like th third grade and I think into fourth grade, I would get this, I would get the feeling of anxiety mm -hmm. and I would go to my mom crying and I would just say, I have the weird feeling in my stomach. And I would always just Whoa. call it the weird feeling because I didn't know what that feeling was or why it was there. So I didn't know how to explain it but it was just it was just a weird feeling so that's just what i said and then even like in third grade i remember like going to my nurse who is now my awesome neighbor shout out to her uh she i would literally just go into her office and sit on her lap and cry and be like i have the weird feeling again what the and hell? i had no idea what, what it, was. it was and so now looking back it's like wow that was completely anxiety but that's so yeah. crazy so yeah it's just like a I don't know. It's a weird feeling. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> oh, uh, totally, totally. My mom said that my anxiety began as separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. And she said she said it was weird because she's like, you were never alone as a kid. It wasn't like some incident happened where, yeah. where I was never around. She goes, and it, it happened a lot when you would go to school, like your first day of school or your first day of summer camp, mm -hmm. you would have insane separation anxiety. And even even now, I kind of do. It's always been this this root issue when I talk to a therapist about it, mm -hmm. um, and it has found its place in um, like relationships now, where I have that fear of like dying alone, mm -hmm. not because I'm not content or successful alone. That's yeah. totally obviously the opposite case. Yes, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Uh, it, it's more so. I just. I have separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. But what's funny is what I don't have is I don't have FOMO. I never get that sense of I'm missing out on something, which is yeah. weird, right? Like, wouldn't you think that someone would like... You, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I it's mean, like like Ryan, like Ryan Ross, like 100% yeah. has FOMO. And he even admits it. He's like, I yeah. definitely have that fear of missing out on stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, if I miss it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. see it on Snapchat. I think I have that a little bit too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not so much the separation. I think I worry more about like just the future and just irrational things. But I think what's really important about anxiety is that to me, it seems completely rational, even though like looking back, I can be like, that was such an irrational thought yes. that it's, that's not going to happen or yes. like that's not what happened. Yes. But in that moment, it's completely rational. So that's what people don't understand is like. In like past relationships for me, I've mm -hmm. had people be like, you're you're crazy because that makes no sense. Yeah. But yeah. it'd be like, no, like I it, swear it to makes God, this sense to me in this yes. moment. So yes. like help me. <laughs> yes. Yes. I that's actually was one of the points I wanted to make. So I'm glad that we are on it. Yeah. So one of the most prominent times it happens in my adult life is in the dating scene. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I know 1000% you're going to be like, yep, been there a thousand times yep. <laughs> where you're talking to a new guy and everything is fine and then there's like one little tiny slip up and but like it's not really there mm -hmm. so like let's say for instance you you said something and then he didn't respond for three hours 
in your mind, you're thinking of every single scenario of why he didn't text back for three hours. And then you start going through your conversation. You're finding, wait, this entire time he has only been sending me two word or three word responses. But then like, but because you weren't anxious before, you didn't make up fake scenarios. Right. And then also he comes back around and it, you go from 100 to zero like that. And because I can recognize that now, I address it to myself and I say, Sam, what I call, because because as a writer, I'm like, you're narrating a, st- like a, a false story. Mm-hmm. Like you're literally creating a alternate timeline that does not exist. Yeah. Like this guy could be in your shoes when you get slammed with a conference call or a crazy project comes in. Yeah. And you just got to be working and you don't look at your phone. And then, and then you're like, oh, shit, I text him back for three hours. Yeah. Um, and that is just 1000 percent anxiety. Yeah. I remember one incident where I was. Matt and I always, my boyfriend, mm-hmm. Matt and I always text each other goodnight mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. go go on FaceTime right before mm-hmm. we go to bed. And I remember one time specifically that I knew he was so tired and mm-hmm. I knew he fell asleep. Yeah. Like 1000% he just fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that. But it was giving me such bad anxiety that he didn't answer. I was like, oh my God, did he go out? Did he drive somewhere? Like, yeah, did something yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally went into my mom's room and was just crying. and was like, I know he's sleeping, but I'm so worried that something happened to him. And I just kept calling and calling to like hope that he would answer eventually. But like the whole time I knew he was sleeping. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's weird. My but. gut literally aches hearing that because I've yeah. been there. I've 1000% been there. Um, And it, it also happens a lot when, I don't know if you've done this, but you've convinced yourself so deep that something was what it what it was, but it actually wasn't the truth. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when like the truth does come out, you're like, I am so fucking dumb. I have ruined friendships that way. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Because usually I'm right. Usually my intuition is like correct. And that's why I I I I, I like fall on myself so hard when it isn't it. Because yeah. then I look back, I'm like, I'm the crazy one. Yeah. Like I should be in a fucking nut house. <laughs> like lock yeah. me up. No. Straight jacking yeah. me and put me away, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. No, I've definitely like gotten in my head and then acted on it and then instantly was like, that was not really that, oh, yeah. that was in my head. Yeah. And I should not have acted mm-hmm. on it. And then it's just too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like there, there's literally stories I want to share, but I literally legally can't. And it's like <laughs> oh, God. killing me. All my examples that I wanted to share just now of that situation where I I'm like, I can't share that. Like, cause either like that person's still relevant in my life. I'm like, they're probably gonna listen to this. I can't, <laughs> can't say that. Or I'm like, oh, that like involves like my career and I le- like legally can't say that story either. Oh um, I know, I know, but I'm telling you guys one day when I am in my eyes free and like, I'm like a, fr- I'm a free agent of myself. <laughs> um, the stories that I will be able to share, most of them are anxiety related, but still. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and then here's the other thing too is nothing pisses me off more when someone has justified my anxiety, where I want them to be, where I want to be wrong, where I want to be like, oh, Sam, you're just being anxious. And then they prove like, no, my anxiety was right. Yeah. And you were just trying to use it against me because mm-hmm. you know I have anxiety. And you're going to yeah. tell me that, oh, uh, Sam, you're just being dramatic or you're, and I fucking hate that. I, that's the worst thing to say to someone. Like, oh, you're being dramatic. I'm like, yeah. Uh, or like, it'll be okay. Calm down. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, have you taken all the medication that I'm on? Because then you will understand <laughs> that know. my brain is literally has a chemical imbalance. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I wanted to mention was mm-hmm. that it was medication. Like, mm-hmm. 
I take medication and I'm very open about that. What and, do you take if you want? For- um, I take clonazepam. I've never heard of like, it. Like it's, I don't know. I think it's like similar to Xanax. I, I okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a Lexapro kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been on it for since I transferred colleges, which was like my biggest like mental breakdown. Okay. And I haven't. Like I have anxiety about mm-hmm. getting off of my anxiety medication. Same. <laughs> so same. I mean, for now it's working for me. So I say, like, you know, why not take it? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people will be like, Oh, like, you know, you don't want to rely on medicine mm-hmm. and that's completely true. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be dependent on it. Mm-hmm. But if you if it's gonna help you, then I think you should try it. You know, there there's some people out there that I have I've had people tell me like, oh, like try like Try yoga or like try mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like eating this plant or something. And, and it's like. <laughs> Take this and, mushroom. You'll yeah, say things. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I'm sure those things work. Like, yes, yoga will calm you down, whatever. But totally. like, it's an imbalance in your brain. Yes. So it's not like, your body. It's your brain. You Medicine works. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't be dependent on it. But if mm-hmm. it's going to help, give it a try. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me think about that. I mean, it took me years, years to go on medication because I wanted to fight it in my mind, like the natural way. Yeah. And then once I started taking medication, it was a totally different game because then the whole point of why I took Lexapro was because they say that you don't notice that it's working, mm-hmm. but you will notice once you go off of it. Yeah. And I don't take it now because I'm pretty mentally stable, mm-hmm. you know, for the time being. I mean, I've been for the past year. I've been off medication. Mm-hmm. And... What's great, though, is it gives you the confidence knowing that you can be without anxiety Yeah. because the medication shows you that it is possible to live this way. And with myself, I don't know if you relate to this, but that's how I was able to get off medication was because I was able to see myself through that lens or yeah. I guess that, that mere reflection. And I thought, Sam, you can just be this person. So fuck yeah. the medication. Like you don't need anxiety because I would hold on to anxiety as a security blanket. Yeah. Because if I wasn't anxious, I would find something to make me anxious. So then that way, when something would happen, that would warn the anxiety of like, well, it was already here anyways. Yeah. And now I don't do that. Now I always try to find the path that brings joy and light and not the, well, Anxiety is comfortable because you can't fall from bottom, but you can yeah. fall from the top. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, you know, you know what? The top's nicer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay up here. Yeah. Like that sounds super corny, but that's really my yeah. mentality. Yeah, that makes sense. I mm-hmm. mean, I just, I obviously don't want to be on medication forever, mm-hmm. but for me right now, I think that if I were to go off of it, I would just make myself anxious. Like, I think I actually would be fine. Like Mm -hmm. I would be, I've learned a lot of coping skills Mm -hmm. over the years and through therapy and stuff. But I think if I were to go off of it in my mind, I would make myself think that I had the anxiety. Totally. So it would, I think if somebody like, like secretly like put like fake pills in my bottle (laughs) and I just like didn't know, I think I would like think that I'm taking it and I would be fine. Yes. It would be like a placebo. I was going to say fine. Well, so two things. One, what is your go-to coping mechanism? And two, do you drink, do you drink coffee, right? Not every day. Sometimes. Okay. So the thing with people with anxiety is the fact that coffee then stimulates the symptoms of anxiety by racing or upping your heart yeah. heart rate. So my thing is 
for years I was wondering like why do I not wake up anxious but then like around an hour or two in the day I get so anxious it's because the coffee is is giving the symptoms and then I get anxious from thinking that I'm anxious and then Mm -hmm. I actually do get anxious but so now I don't do that because I know I know why I'm like shaky and jittery yeah it's not anxiety I'm like it's the coffee but then I use my coping mechanism but I'm I'm, I'm not gonna share mine yet I want to hear what your coping mechanism is okay so what I like to do is it's kind of hard to explain so I know people sometimes do this thing. I don't know exactly what it's called where they're feeling anxious. So they'll like focus on certain parts of their body. So they'll like go like their tap and like their tap on different parts of their body. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you focus on the touch. But for me, I feel like I'm kind of always in like a public place where I just don't want to be like going like this all the time. Oh my God. What is that? Is that a TikTok dance? What is she doing? (laughs) Yeah. So... For me, I've actually I I like to do it laying down in bed, but I have done it in person or in, oh wait, I've been in, with um, you when you've done in um whatever I don't know you can edit this out I don't know what the fuck it's called what uh, <laughs> wait wait what do you mean what, not in public no what do you like mean? in public yeah yeah okay so if I were feeling anxious in public or just yes. wanted to like calmly lay down in my bed I just kind of close my eyes and you go through each part of your body part but like mentally so like you go from head to toe and you feel like okay like my head feels Mm -hmm. like you just if you really focus on one part of the body you can feel Mm -hmm. how that one specific part Mm -hmm. feels Mm -hmm. it's hard to explain but like also like when you get to your fingers like you can literally feel the skin on your fingers and if you're like (laughs) i'm closing my eyes yeah for those not watching the video i'm I'm doing it right now really focus you can like just focus on how your fingers feel I and need it, lotion. That's why I'm feeling. <laughs> and it completely distracts you. But wow. see, like you had the thought, like I need lotion. Like yeah. you're not thinking about but your anxiety. It's so fucking true. So and like also when you're laying down in bed, like you like feel the sheets and like how do the feet, the, how do the sheets feel? And like uh, did I, did I, so, those crumbs or that sand? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I like to do that, but okay. Because I've been with you. It's kind of hard to do it. You have to like really kind of focus. Oh, 100%. But once once you're there, you're completely distracted. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, mine is, and I've taught people to do this and they've come back and said, Sam, that was a fucking game changer. So, and it came from happening organically where I used to work at a coffee shop and me and one of the girls there used to butt heads all the time and we were best friends fucking friends me and this girl were best friends and because she got me the job whatever and then like a year in we just were not getting along it was one of those things of like you don't know someone until you live with someone yeah and i was like oh like you kind of (laughs) suck and so we just always would butt heads and i would always be so anxious and and like riled up and my boyfriend at the time would hate because all all i would do when i would come home is just vent about her yeah he's like you gotta stop talking about her i'm like but it's always on my mind and I don't know what to do and then one day I remember it got to the boiling point internally Mm. where I just looked up at the sky and I realized how small I was how small that problem was Mm -hmm. how it didn't matter to the entire universe and then in that moment gone yeah and that's what I do whenever I'm feeling anxious whenever I'm feeling like the weight of the world is on me I look up at the sky and I remember how I am a speck of dust. Mm-hmm. None of this really matters. And the anxiety goes away. Yeah. And I've had people come back and say, Sam, I did that. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? Like, yeah. Like that dead body in my closet. It is just a speck. <laughs> of, like, I shouldn't be anxious about it. It'll you know? go away. <laughs> It'll go away. Like, whatever. I'm going to sleep on the floor. Like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know why that was my example. I do not have a dead body in my closet. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> a lot of skeletons, but oh, no God. dead body. <laughs>
All right, we'll take a quick break <laughs> and we'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. Today's episode of Shmi is sponsored by Anchor. Ashlyn, do you know what Anchor is? I do not. Do you want to guess? I really don't. It could be a number of things. I don't know. <laughs> that has nothing to do with boats, let me tell you. Well, that was what I was going to say, but I didn't think so. No, Anchor.fm <laughs> is the new home of the Shmi podcast. So if you haven't heard of Anchor, guys, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. And only is it free and before Shmi's old home was owned by a bad landlord who charged Shmi a lot of money a month to live there. <laughs> and Shmi thought to, thought to themselves, you know what? Um, it's COVID. Uh, rent's been canceled. So we're going to move over to Anchor where it's free to live. There's also a creation tool within Anchor that allows you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. So unlike fancy. our fancy little setup we got going yeah. on here at Anchor, you don't need this. You just need this, your mouth and a topic that people want to listen to. Or not. I mean, you could just talk to yourself. But That's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more locations. And my favorite part is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. At the old wow. home, they were asking for like 5,000 hits, 10,000 hits for like yeah. three bucks. At Anchor, that is not the case. So download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. And back to the episode. And we are back. So during the break, we were discussing what we're going to be talking about next. And I mentioned my birthday present from my family, which is anxiety related. So for my 29th birthday, my family bought me a weighted blanket. And my first reaction was this thing doesn't work. But then Ashlyn goes, before I could even say that, she goes, oh, like, I love that. I have one. It works. So discussion time. That shit don't work. It's a scam. It's no, a scammy it product. It works for me. But why? What is a what is the psychological science? I don't know. Behind a weighted blanket. Honestly, I don't remember the science behind it. Did you I read know a paper I, on anxiety? I read a lot about the science behind it, okay. but I don't remember right now what it was. But basically, like, my boyfriend knows I'm very anxious, so he got me one for Christmas, and it's 15 pounds. Like, they give you, like, like a... Like they go for fucking 30. Isn't yeah, that, I'm well, like, uh, they relate it to, there's like a scale for like your weight and what you should get. Oh, and like that it's type not of thing. just like, oh, I mean, because if you, yeah. if someone threw 30 pounds, you would die. Yeah. Well, that, crush you. that's what's weird because mine is 15 pounds, but I actually do like to like fold it over and double it up. And it's really heavy, but I don't know, for some reason it feels good. Like it what, feels like a like, waist trainer at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's like a body just, <laughs> just smushes you. But no, I don't know. It just like feels good. Like. I don't believe it. I don't, I, I don't know how to explain that it. That is a placebo like, effect. That's just placebo the house. That that definitely could be it. But I think, I don't know, sometimes it could be like, it's a, like a hug or like. Do you want to get mine out? I'll fucking get it out on camera right yeah, now. Yeah, put it on. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what is happening? Also, what, I, I don't know what to do with this thing because it's literally 15 pounds. Yeah. And. It's so, it's loud. I'm sorry for the audience at home having to listen to this. Um, it's like, all, like all this does is <laughs> it makes me feel not claustrophobic, but the feeling of the weight is literally, I mean, right now I put it on my shoulders for those not watching. I, it feels like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. But when I do it lying down, I feel more anxious because I feel like 
okay rational or irrational if we're gonna play a little game right now okay. <laughs> so i have this irrational fear that i will be instantly paralyzed but with the extra 15 pounds on top of me i won't yeah. be able to breathe and i'll die in my sleep or or, or i'll get sleep paralysis and I'll have the extra 15 pounds on top of me. And I don't know what to do because that extra weight is keeping me from living and I'll die in my sleep. I get that. But I, I also... <laughs> I was, that sounded crazy coming out of my mouth. In my head. But look, that, 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 that's anxiety. In my head. Exactly. That, that irrational fear yeah. sounded so rational. And I, I get that. <laughs> but I also think that you could look at it that way when it's laying on your body. Or like for me, when it's laying on my body, I feel like because I can't necessarily move as much, it forces me to calm down. Like, but you're not going to be fucking anxious. You're not fucking moving. Yeah, like you're just like, just you're calming down. And okay. like it... I don't know. It like makes okay, you sleepy. I'm taking this thing like, off I of my shoulders. I do it before I go to bed. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, you could work out with that thing. It's like but a cheap it way sucks to get a... to fold up and put away. <laughs> another another topic I wanted to discuss is this idea that I have that cracks me up of villains or misunderstood people of history who just didn't have who had like uh, undiagnosed anxiety or mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um because like the first person I wrote down was Genghis Khan, you know, like one of the like the most infamous people uh, in history who just you know slaughtered everyone in um, what country was he from? Uh, but uh, um, not China. What's, what was it on the other wall behind? Mongolia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mongolia. <laughs> You're like I don't know. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it'd be funny. If that's why he was this like crazy mass murderer, and I think it was a, di- a, a technically a dictator or like an emperor back in the day, but because he had anxiety and things made him anxious, his way of coping with it was slashing people and causing giant wars. But I mean, like think about like um, I don't know, like who, who else is like misunderstood in history for being like crazy. I mean, I don't really think that's funny. Well, I mean, I know, no, it's, not, it's not funny like a haha way, like, but it's funny like that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely in history, but even today in some cultures, that's, so it's like so like mental health is not a real thing. No, and them. it's scary. And that's in history, mental health was not a real thing. No. So that could very well be the case mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. so many people who did crazy things. Yeah, yeah. That were maybe just had a mental illness mm-hmm, and that was really mm-hmm. what it was and they just weren't getting that help so therefore they killed people and yeah obviously yeah. that's not good yeah. but <laughs> like Joan of Arc like maybe yeah. the reason why she was so I mean she was badass and she saw you know apparently she was speaking to God I mean she could have been a schizophrenia but like <laughs> but, but like but so I'm saying that like there's so many things in history that don't make sense but then yeah. if you put them in the umbrella under the umbrella of mental illness yeah. and anxiety or like depression mm-hmm. you're like maybe he was just sad yeah <laughs> i think that's you know? still to this day like you think about like things that happen like like i don't know cr- whatever like crimes or like things that like mass shootings for example like you well i mean that's straight up mental illness like, right so like i up. feel like those types of things and like even the people in history who mm-hmm. killed people mm-hmm. they had a mental illness and i think it's all the same i think it's just they mm-hmm. both both people weren't getting help like mm-hmm. the people today who are doing those things mm-hmm. are not getting help and something is 
they, they need help. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in history. They didn't have the help and it wasn't a thing. That also doesn't bode well for my um, alibi of me not having a body in my closet. So I was like, maybe he just had anxiety. And that's why he was killing people. And I'm like, I don't have a body. I swear. There's no one dead in the closet. I'm going to check after this. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. Don't manifest that. <laughs> um, so are you ready for a game? Maybe. Yeah, I'm so fucking ready. <laughs> Today's shmi game, I guess that's what we'll, what we'll call it, is never... Have I ever anxiety edition? So what we're going to do is we're both going to put up 10 fingers because I have 10 never have I ever's on this list. And whoever has the most fingers still up wins the I that my anxiety is better than your anxiety trophy and bragging rights. In other words, it's worse. No, oh, no, no. My anxiety is better. Meaning like, like you're like you. I don't know. If I have more fingers down? No, up. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so, Sorry, so, I missed So, that. yeah, okay, so, so you, you get bragging rights to be like, haha, Sam, your anxiety is worse, which is not funny, but. Yeah, know. I won't do that to you. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> make me sad. All right, you ready? Okay. So this is Never Have I Ever Anxiety Edition. Okay. <clears throat> Never have I ever lied to my therapist because I didn't feel like talking about it. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I hope she's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever took double the dose of my meds to see what would happen. I would. My mom's definitely watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I did that and I was so hyper. Because I found really? out when you take double the dose of Lexapro, it makes your mood like skyrocket. Oh, for me, it, I fell asleep. So oh. It was nice. That's like a, that's a <laughs> drug yourself. Never have I ever read a self-help book. Yeah. Never have I ever recommended a self-help book. No, I don't think so. Ryan Ross has it. It's uh, <laughs> I it's a uh, um, the art of not giving a fuck. Oh, I ha- I think he told me about that. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. Okay, um, never have I ever had the anxious shits so bad that it was painful. I don't know if it was painful, but I've definitely <laughs> had anxious shits. <laughs> um, I'm down to five. You have six still. Yes. Um, never have I ever not received a text back played out an entire scenario only to, for it to be debunked. Finger yeah, down. I, I admitted that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Never have I ever gotten anxious over being anxious. Yes. Finger down. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever used anxiety as a way to get out of a situation you didn't want to Absolutely. be in. Absolutely. I've gone to be like, I- I'm anxious. I got to go. I, I, yeah. I got to go. It's like, okay, Sam. Mm-hmm. I'm like, psych. And I always regret it after. Really? Yeah. I don't. I, like, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a good no, I'm I'm good for a good Irish goodbye. You know what that is? No. Where you like leave a party, you don't say bye to anyone, you just leave. I've definitely done like, that. Like that's my jam. <laughs> like I'm like goodbye. But then I feel bad. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm an asshole. That's why anxiety makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to two. You have three. You're probably gonna win. Never have I ever been misdiagnosed. Yes. What, what was your mis- misdiagnosis? Um, I bipolar me too yeah i don't don't think that's true no no it's fucking not true (laughs) (laughs) my boyfriend might say different but (laughs) that's so crazy yeah yeah when i was 18 17 18 yeah the first real therapist i went to for anxiety was like oh you're bipolar i'm like (laughs) first college before i transferred i was having like this huge mental breakdown and the therapist on campus was the one i mean she was a a real therapist yeah like psychiatrist but it was still like she was just instantly like you're bipolar, and I was like, what okay. The fuck? But then when I went home and like, yeah, went to someone else, it, it that was not the case. Holy so it, shit. it was weird. But I can't believe we never knew that about each other. Yeah, 
Wow. Is okay. <laughs> I mean, that therapist also said, oh, Sam, you're you're bisexual. And I was like, uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Um, last one. Never have I ever. Wait, what, wait, what did I write here? What does that say? Oh, yeah. The, oh. Okay, this is going to sound offensive, but it's so true, though. All right. Never have I ever met someone whose diagnosis was worse than mine, and it made me look normal. Like, you met someone who you were like, I'm so normal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah same. Okay, well, yeah. I lost. You won by a hair. Woo. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 I've met people who literally are, like, off the rocker. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Well, I don't have anxiety anymore because I am not that person. <laughs> well, that's what they say. Like, sometimes, like, group therapy helps you because... Yes. Perspective. It, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, well, it's not so bad for me. Like, that person has it worse. And it's, like, so horrible to say, like, obvi obviously. Mm -hmm. But... And I've never done group therapy or anything. But I, I. I think, yeah, it's... It's a true thing. It does make you feel a little bit better. Totally. And I, I've never bad. done group therapy because I'm thinking my mind is, I don't want to fucking hear someone else's problems. Mm -hmm. I'm going to then get that, that, uh, secondhand guilt because then I'm like, well, now I feel like an asshole for being anxious over, over like me, me missing the gym. I'm actually the opposite because I will put, I will worry about other people because I know exactly how they feel. So then I will put that on me and then oh. I'm like, oh, I know how they feel. So I, I need to help them through it because I've been through it. And then, God. so when I hear their problems, it then becomes my problem. And then just like, spirals. I used to be that, I used to be that way. <laughs> I'm I not as bad as I used to be. I don't know if it's maybe that I've just gotten that sense of you have to uh, um, worry about the like, w what's a good way to phrase this? You have to worry about the lights in your home mm -hmm. before you worry about the lights in someone else's home. Yeah. So if someone else's lights are flickering, but yours are flickering, you got to fix that electrical first. Yeah. And then you can go to your friend and help them fix their electrical because now you know yeah. how to fix it. And that's that definitely, was really, that was good. That was good. That's the biggest write that shit down. lesson I've learned through mm -hmm. having anxiety mm -hmm. and like just my whole college experience in yeah. a nutshell. That's mm -hmm. literally what I've learned because I would take everyone's mm -hmm. things on myself. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear a good mantra that I um, was actually told last weekend by my friend Mike? Yeah. Shout out to Mike O'Hara. I was at his house for brunch and uh, I was saying how one of my biggest anxieties, like I talked about before, is, you know, dying alone and how I'm literally watching all of my friends get married, get engaged, have mm -hmm. kids, buy houses, and I feel left behind. And not because I did anything wrong. It's because I chose the path. I ch I've chosen twice in the past two and a half years to be single. I, I was both. I was in relationships, and both both times I chose to leave because mm -hmm. I knew that it wasn't good for me. But could I have settled? One hundred percent. But I wasn't going to do that. I've left jobs. I've missed yeah. job opportunities knowing that that, that job would pay me $100,000 a year. I could buy the house, white picket fence, but I wouldn't be happy. Mm -hmm. And he said, I know what your problem is. He goes, you're too busy running in other people's races and you're not running in your own. And I said, what? <laughs> he goes, you need to run Sam's race and not worry about Ryan's race, yeah. Ashlyn's race. They're running their own race against them, their selves. Yeah. So when you focus on running your own race, you'll always come out on top. You'll always be first because you're running That's your true. own race. And I was like, oh. I was like, mind. <laughs> and since he said that, 
I've had this whole, and that was what, maybe like five days ago, I've had a completely different approach. And now I'm not so stressed because I chose this. Yeah. I'm choosing every step of my path. I, I didn't like, you know, get, get a DUI or kill someone. And like, that was like a path that happened because of a mistake I made. Yeah. The reason why I'm single at 29, the reason why I started my career later in life, the reason why I don't have a big savings account like all my other friends do is because I chose that on purpose. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it by accident. Yeah. I didn't do it because I like fucked up. It's because I chose it. And this yeah. this life makes me happy. Period. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen to that. Oh, preach. <laughs> do you have any good mantras that you like? I love I love hearing other people's mantras. I love the saying everything happens for a reason. Same. Um mm -hmm. and what will be will be. I have it actually tattooed on me in mm. Italian, que sera sera, and mm. it means what will be will be because mm -hmm. it's just a really good reminder for me that mm -hmm. they kind of go hand in hand. Everything yeah. happens for a reason, mm -hmm. but like you know, you can't you can't change certain things. No. You can't change the past especially mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if something's gonna happen and it's inevitable then what will be will be and it'll always work out that's mm -hmm. what i like to think about you know what i've tattooed on my ribs right no it's always darkest before the dawn oh no i didn't know that. yeah yeah it's another one, like like one of my one mantras too. yeah yeah like when i'm feeling like real low yeah i remember sam it always gets better yeah and it i i also have on my other side <laughs> i have the word continue and then the i is like the semicolon um so the semicolon is like a representation of mental health and yes. suicide prevention. Uh -huh. So I like to look at that as a reminder mm -hmm. to just keep going and continue, continue. on. I love oh I got chills. <laughs> like like your story continues. Yeah. One of the things that I um talked about with my friend Julie years ago when um we had a friend who was very suicidal. Mm -hmm. We both said because the three of us all together were going through the same things and we were trying to figure out like what what is it about him that that makes it so much more detrimental mm -hmm. and makes him suicidal. And she goes, well, how I always avoid getting to that point of let me just off myself and mm -hmm. it'll be easier. And she goes, because I want to know how my story ends. Yeah. She goes, because that's not that. Like, like, like ending my story like that is not how it's going to end. Yeah. So I, what keeps me going is how is Julie's story going to end? And since that moment, I've always, and that was probably 2012, I've said to myself, whenever I'm like in a rut, mm -hmm. I think if there's an audience watching this show, if my life was a TV show, they would be like rooting, like how is Sam's story going to end? Yeah. Like we know it's not this. Like this is not, this is yeah. not how it's going to fucking end. What is his happy ending? And that is my motivation to keep That's myself really more mentally healthy. I like that. Mm -hmm. So when you said continue, as a writer, mm -hmm. I pictured like to be continued. Yeah. Like every day at the end of the day when the sun sets, it's like to be continued into the next day. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, it's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is such a good episode. I'm yeah. so happy you finally <laughs> came on the podcast. I know, me too. Are we at time? Yeah. I mean, we're at time. That's it, guys. That was today's episode. Thank you so fun. much for coming on the Shmi podcast, of course. Ashlyn. I'm you, honored. You got to come back. <laughs> I will. I don't say that to many people by the way. Oh, thank you. So um, <laughs> it's on record that I want Ashlyn to come back. <laughs> I'll come back. I can talk about this for another hour. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, that's a problem is like my when I started writing down notes, I ran out of room, which is good because if I didn't do that, I could literally just ramble yeah. for so, so long. Let me just make sure one last time that. Oh, there is one thing, a little piece of advice for people out there. 
and I'm sure you can back me up on this. Remember everyone, someone's action is always a reaction. Everyone's action is always a reaction to something. So let's just use myself as an example. Let's say I walked into work one day and I was anxious about something, but you didn't know what was going on. And I seemed like I was being stern and just not here for it. Mm -hmm. What helps me see the better side of people and understand why someone maybe always talks over someone, why someone speeds on the highway, why someone is always um, the last to leave a party or the first to leave the party, is something happened in their lives that is causing that reaction to happen. Yeah. Because exactly. every action has a reaction and every reaction is from an action. Right. So like we talked about earlier, our anxiety comes, is our, our anxiety is a reaction to an action that has happened. Yes. I.e. when the coffee goes into my body, my body is reacting to that action of the coffee and that reaction is anxiety symptoms. And then what happens after that? I get anxiety as a reaction right. to the action of the anxiety symptoms. So just advice to everyone out there, be more mindful of everyone around you. Every single human on this planet is living their own life and their own story. There's a there's a there's a word for that when you are aware of every person as an individual and mm -hmm. every moment in their life is their own story. I don't know what the word is. I'll have to look it up. Um, but just be mindful of that because I think everyone would be a little less anxious if everyone saw life that way. Yeah. That you know what that person yelled at me today at the store had nothing to do with me. That was just I was just the 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 person that they reacted on to. Right. Like, and I think it's important that like anxiety symptoms can also be either you completely shut down mm -hmm. or you're just angry mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. are just in a bad mood and mm -hmm. you'll just start yelling at anybody. Yeah. And that's just because you have anxiety of just anything. And mm -hmm. it's just like mm -hmm. that symptom of anger yeah. for no reason. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And feelings are not facts. Yes. <laughs> Period. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, that's today's episode, guys. Thank you for listening and subscribing and following. You can follow the the, the podcast at at Shmi Podcast on Instagram and search it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also YouTube, youtube.com slash welcome to Jersey. I'm your host, Sam Pelissero. You can find me at Sam Pelissero, P-E-L-I-S-S-E-R-O, Instagram, Twitter. I have a Twitter now to thing. Um, Ashlyn, anything you want to plug at all? Your Instagram, if people want to come find you? No, it's okay. No, if like, they uh, want to find me, they'll find yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. I will see you guys next week. Bye.